Good morning, Supers. How are you feeling today? I hope you're doing very well. I hope we're all recovered from our uh, Facebook hangover of yesterday that will go down in infamy. Uh, there is so much news to get to. We're going to talk. We're gonna, today. We're going to talk about the Facebook outage, why it went down, and what you can do to help your business make sure that it's not entirely relying on just one source of uh of social media platforms online platforms in general uh we're going to talk about the whistleblower situation uh with facebook and what uh what it could mean going forward uh for your business advertising and everything uh and why facebook won't ever probably charge anybody anything uh, because th- there's a really good reason why why they won't. Uh, Bitcoin hits fifty thousand dollars first time in four weeks. Ding ding! It's been a while. Oh, uh, had to reach out for the bell. Uh, it's it, yeah, in four weeks. Tesla must pay a hundred and thirty-seven million dollars uh, to ex-worker over hostile work environment and racism. Uh, not. Good. It must have been absolutely horrible um, and done some real, done some kind of real damage to be worth $137 million. Uh, that is very um, terrible news to hear uh, on all accounts. And uh, the, uh, the news actually was trending higher than Facebook being out uh, as of this morning on, on some of the news sites I was checking. Uh, the Chinese developer, or, or there's, a, uh, 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 there's another Chinese developer who misses a bond payment as stress spreads beyond Evergrande, the Evergrande crisis. So that uh, is, you know, I'm still tracking the Evergrande crisis. We'll see. It seems, it seems like it might not be so much of a crisis now that uh, the stock seems to be going up, so we'll get into that a little bit later. And if we had time, uh, I have a story uh, called "No" or that says "No Work Is Shameful: Immigrants Shape Michigan's Small Business Economy." So I am uh, I am excited to get there. Hey, uh, Muhammad, thank you for for joining us. Yes, we we actually have a couple people. Uh, we have two two people watching the live stream now. This. Uh, if for, for anyone who doesn't know, this live stream is available after the fact. It's also available on my podcast, The Super Joe Pardo Show, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, blah, 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 podcast app that you can go and get whatever one that you you prefer. You can go uh, – you should be able to go get it. If there's one that you prefer and I'm not on it, let me know and I will make sure I get it on there. Uh, I also use utilize this video uh, to chop up – uh, and deliver individual videos later. So if you have any questions as we go through, uh, drop them in the comments, drop them in the chat, and I will uh, get to them uh, by the end of the uh, this live stream here on the Entrepreneurs, which is always great to have people here. So yesterday was a very bad day uh, for Facebook. It suffered the, the major outage, as most of you know, uh, but what you might not know is the reason. So um, there is some technical stuff. I was in contact with a good friend of mine who works in security and reads a lot of Reddit. And uh, there, there was some back and forth exchanges with uh, who is supposedly a 
uh, a Facebook employee, and they were, you know, kind of shedding some light early on as to what happened. And to the simplistic, <laughs> the most simplistic thing is it was there was a configuration error that got spread, that got populated to all of their, uh, all of their chat or all of their ra- um, routers throughout the world. And uh, the best estimate, or the only estimate that I've heard is about 60,000 of those routers. Now, with that said, I don't know how many of those are in data centers, and I don't know how many of those are crucial to people who work on, uh, on, uh, work, you know, work or, or work on what, uh, how much of that is for Facebook, how much of that is for WhatsApp, how much of that is for Instagram. But, uh, apparently the, the problem was so widespread that Facebook employees could not email each other to communicate. They also could, uh, not, apparently their key cards were not working to get in and out of rooms, uh, at their offices. So it created a, um, what effectively some were calling a quote unquote snow day, uh, in the, uh, in the uh, in the Facebook in Facebook land, right? But some of the bigger issues there, uh, people weren't able to log log in on other people's websites utilizing the Facebook authentication that they had uh, utilized. So my recommendation is, whenever you sign up for a new website, don't use Google, don't use Facebook, don't use Twitter or, or any other service to log into that website. Create an account, create an account, an email address, even if it's a junk email. Uh, make sure you're using a password that's not the same password that you use for other things. And and that way you're not blocked out from utilizing the services because you just could not log in. Because uh, literally anything that was connected to Facebook.com was was down, including the fact that people could not – or people um, – from like or the the GoDaddy services and like other domain registration services, uh, actually thought that Facebook.com was vacant and was actually uh, enabling it to be up for sale. Uh, now, obviously, it wasn't up for sale, and it would be interesting to see if there was a bid for it to see how much it would have actually could have gone for. Um, but this is the kind of stuff that happens, right? It happens in businesses. Uh, it doesn't normally happen in businesses that, uh, are worth as much as Facebook is, but it just goes to show you that anything can happen with that said, this isn't the end of the world for Facebook. Uh, and because when you look at their overall track record, the last time, you know, you have to go back to 2008 was the last time they had an outage. And I think that outage was just for like a couple of hours. I actually remember that. I actually remember that day, uh, surprisingly, but yeah, it's, it, so it's important to have backup protocols for your business. Uh, make sure that you're, you're able to communicate with your customers, ideally through email, check, uh, super slash a Weber. You can get, uh, you can get your account. There's a discount code there, uh, down in the description. And, uh, and, and that'll enable you to have direct access to your customer base without having to go through Facebook, without having to go through Twitter. Uh, some of you know, the memes were hilarious yesterday, uh, on mostly on Twitter that I saw, uh, even Twitter saying like, hello, literally everyone. Uh, and, <laughs> and even some of the other accounts, uh, you know, other accounts and companies chiming in uh, to kind of poke fun at the fact that Facebook was down. Look, a lot of people got productive, you know, got things done productively yesterday, which was awesome to see uh, that, you know, the world didn't stop spinning. But uh, I, I, you know, I just want you to make, you know, always be thinking like, what can I do to diversify how I'm communicating to my customers and even my, myself, right? 
Um, so my independent podcast conference and community, the community is based on Facebook and there's over 5,000 members in that group. So, uh, you know, I have emails for around half, maybe a little over half of those people, but I don't have all the emails. So I, you know, I'm putting an effort forward to make sure that I try to collect as many emails going forward from that group, just so that I have communication, not because I'm trying to spam them, not because I'm trying to sell them every five seconds, but because I want to make sure that like when we, when we host our events, that we am able to actually have communication to those people. So make sure that you're doing everything you can to, to, uh, to diversify that uh, those messages to your customers base. Uh, let me see here. So, uh, so yeah. So basically, it was a um, a faulty a faulty thing. So now, uh, Facebook uh, Facebook whistleblower to say formal or for, uh, <laughs> Facebook whistleblower to say former employer an urgent threat to us. I don't want to say that it's overblown. I, I did catch some of the interview that they did. Uh, she did with with sixty minutes. Um, I, you know, I think there's a, a couple different ways to look at it, right? We, I don't know that it's the number one threat um, to to America. I mean, we saw Twitter. Twitter enables people to communicate. Uh, you, you you have well, Instagram has its own set of problems, but. There's so many different threats that are that are brought upon uh, America and dividing us. And I mean, even just the, the just the news itself, right? The media itself is is divisive in, in and of itself. So I don't know that it's like potentially I think what it is, is it speeds up the process. Uh, since we're all there, we're all checking, you know, fairly often. If you're not, that's that's awesome for you. I kind of wish I could uh, slow slow my role. I've done that in the past where I've taken the app off my phone. Um, but yeah, so they, she, one thing that I think that, that stands out to me from this, uh, from this interview was that, uh, it very like Facebook blatantly knows that they have the dials, right. And they know how to turn, you know, they can turn things on, turn things off and, and change things at their will. Right. And, um, and we've seen this in the past, right? Like Facebook doesn't want you going off platform. So like if you share a link, it gets kind of squashed, right? Uh, it doesn't get as much sharing power as possible as it possibly could. Um, we've seen it with like, oh, you, you, you know, you want to share a YouTube video. Cool. But like it's not going to go anywhere probably or or very close to nowhere unless you're willing to put up the money for the people to see it. Um, and it. it you know, somebody I saw posted uh, a question about it um, was like, oh, why don't we just charge for Facebook? You know, every time you follow somebody or, you know, you want to follow somebody on Instagram, you know, you'll have to pay. And it's like, well, that's cool because uh, people will get more choosy with their money, but Facebook would never want that because Facebook makes way more money having it free and available. And uh, I don't want to say, I guess the word's like superfluous, superfluous, uh, superfluous in, in the internet. And to some people, Facebook is the internet. You know, they're not, you know, some people aren't going on other websites very often or at all. Uh, They're pretty much living within the, inside the app. So I think it's, uh, I, I I think that there, there there should be some some regulation that might need to be stepped in here and 
and take a look from uh, from a importance of keeping keeping the reins on that amount of information that's able to to quickly sur- uh you know surface through the the social media platforms um with that said i don't think it should go away but i i think that we need to look at take a harder look at what we're creating and the perils that it's creating for 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 us right and with that said like i'm on here right i'm 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 on youtube and we're on the podcast and we're creating content and and spreading ideas and spreading news and and all that so it's it's a thing and it might it just might i don't know i i don't know what the uh the best thing for that is but i think that we are we it, it wouldn't hurt to have a, an open conversation about where we are, where we're heading, and what does this all mean at the end of the day. And also, I think people need to take it a little less seriously overall. Bitcoin hits $50,000 for first time in four weeks. Bitcoin, uh, the world's largest bit, uh, cryptocurrency by market value, rose to fi- above the fifty thousand mark, uh, fifty yeah, fifty thousand dollar mark for the first time in four weeks on Tuesday, adding to a series of gains since the start of October. So, uh, all indications that, from my understanding, is that October is the month. October is the month that all the cryptocurrencies will will rise up. Uh, and and be up. I mean, I know Dogecoin has uh, go, you know, going. It's it's, it's going to get to the moon some one of these days. Um, <laughs> but I I uh, I think the well, the main reason Bitcoin uh, went down apparently uh, for a little while there was uh, well, I forget which country it was Ecuador. <sighs> One of the one of the Latin American com- countries uh, took on it as a um, a legal tender in its in its country, and they gave uh, thirty bitcoin or thirty dollars worth of bitcoin to anyone who signed up for uh, I guess a bank account uh, to hold like a, a crypto wallet uh, to to hold their their bitcoin, which is awesome. But it took a hit, and you know so there's all you know it is it definitely is a volatile asset. Uh, that goes up and down, and but at the end of the day, the way I see Bitcoin is, I see it as the gold. There's only so much Bitcoin to go around. Uh, it it very much uh, will run. At, you know, we will quote unquote, you know, run out at some point. There will not be any more that's mine. So it's a, a limited resource. And and that's actually, I mean, that's a good. That in, in some ways, that's a good thing, right? It enables you to set a benchmark for for which you can hold other cryptocurrencies too. Now, there's a whole thing in the weeds that I could get into, uh, you know, talk about like the Lightning Channel and 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 all that. But uh, and if if you want to know what the, what the Lightning Channel is, it's basically like the equivalent of if Bitcoin was gold, the dollar would be the, you know, the equal to that gold. And that's how you trade in the dollar. Cause you can quickly like move dollars back and forth. Uh, not gold. It's heavy. It's, it, you know, it, there's a lot of problems with moving gold back and forth. So I, you know, I, I think long-term uh, Bitcoin is still, uh, still uh, a great potential investment. I, I'm very much uh, investing and even doing some mining myself. And I, I 
you know, I, I think it's still early days. I think it's going to be a while before it gets to a point. I mean, just one transaction takes 10 minutes on Bitcoin, which like a lot of people don't necessarily like to talk about. But that's going to hold up the grocery store line, uh, which is why they need something like a lightning lane where it gives you that opportunity to like move money, you know, move Bitcoin between two accounts a lot quicker uh, and, and then close that account and then do the transaction in the day, like in a day or so afterwards. Um yeah, so I it, there's a lot lot going on there. Uh, congratulations, Bitcoin! You, you probably will go back down before you know it, and and then back up again. It, it is a bit of a roller coaster ride, but ultimately, I think uh, it will it will continue to rise over the years. I don't see it going away, uh, and and I'd love to do a video talking more about uh, my thoughts on 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 the cryptocurrency and and why I think it's important. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, maybe I'll do another entrepreneurs uh video on that in the future chinese developer misses bond payment as stress spreads beyond evergrande crisis rating uh ratings agencies have downgraded chinese developers fantasia holdings and cynic holdings over risk that their strain cash flow uh from from uh risks from their strain cash flow situations fantasia holdings did not repay a bond that matured on monday it sent a a fi- in a filing to the hong kong exchange on monday night uh the real estate sector in china accounts for as much as 15 percent of of the asian giants gdp according to analysts estimates that uh so yeah so basically there is Bigger problem, you know, the problems that are that Evergrande is facing, other companies are facing those same problems. Uh, they might not be, you know, obviously they're not nearly as big, but the effects that they can, you know, can be felt uh, far and wide based on them defaulting on those loans and, and, uh, you know, to those suppliers and paying, paying the bills. So it's all, you know, we, we don't want to see Evergrande fall apart. Uh, and I don't want to see other companies fall apart because uh, it, the the you know the the effects can be felt from a mile away. Um, now, with that said, with the, uh, speaking about Evergrande, why China uh, China Evergrande Group stock jumped thirteen percent uh, as of yesterday afternoon? It had jumped thirteen percent. So uh, let's see. Is it in a bit of a bind? As the last uh, at last report, the Chinese property giant had missed the deadline for two separate interest payments for far, to foreign bondholders, who are starting to look for foreign bag holders because Evergrande had no trouble finding the money to pay interest uh, in a domestic debt, and yet Evergrande stock is looking quite healthy this afternoon with its shares up twelve point seven percent as of one p.m. Eastern. Why is that? Well, uh, basically, let's see. So Wall Street Journal reported this morning, Evergrande's property management business, Evergrande Property Services Group has advised that is preparing to, uh, that is preparing to report inside information and a possible general offer for the shares of the company. Uh, currently, both $7.1 billion market, market capitalization and investors today appear to be betting that if the subsidiary is sold, that it will free up a ch- big chunk of cash with which 
Evergrande can cure the defaults on the two interest payments that it missed and provide cash to prevent any further missed payments for a while at least. So there is um there look, they it's it's a bet. You know, it's a bet that everything's going to turn out fine, that they're going to to raise the money uh and they're going to be able to get themselves out of this crisis that they have found themselves in. Uh, if you haven't watched in any of the past videos I did about it, you know, check them out over here. Uh, it, you know, there's, there's a lot to dig into it. And I know my coverage is not exactly the most in depth, uh, to it, but I, I, I want to always try, you know, my goal here is to bring information to you, the entrepreneur, the small business owner, uh, that you can utilize in your own business and take to the next level. So finally, no work is shameful. Immigrants shape Michigan's small business economy. Uh, this is a great article. It's a very long article, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But uh, there was a couple of uh, like one or two stories here. Uh, the pandemic clipped the wings of immigrant business owners. For 16 years, uh, Dina Suarez was flourishing, flourishing, flourishing as a business owner, but she says the pandemic clipped her wings. She moved from California to Michigan in 1987 and saw there was a void she could fill, which is always what we're trying to do as entrepreneurs, as super entrepreneurs. Uh, when I got here, I realized that there was no business selling the food that I love, which was uh, salvage. Salvadorian, sorry, Salvadorian food. She said, I saw an opportunity and I really wanted to take advantage of that opportunity and share my culinary love for food with the community. Uh, In 2005, Suarez opened up the Pupasari El Salvador in Wyoming, uh, just outside of downtown Grand Rapids. The signature meal is the National Dish of El Salvador, Pupasas, uh, thick griddle cakes filled with fish, chicken, or stewed beef, uh, and served with salsa and cabbage relish. Uh, when the pandemic hit, Suarez said she ha- uh, she felt forgotten by her local state and go- uh, local and state government. A lot of Latino business in our community has been left behind because they're not being taken into account. No one really reached out to them. So there, there's a bunch of stories here uh, that include uh, just a bunch of Im- uh, migrant, immigrant uh, uh, people that have come to, that ended up coming to Michigan. Uh, I'll link all, all the all the links are below. So go and uh, and read that story. I just wanted to point out that like there's some really great people, hardworking people that uh, you know aren't afraid to do what it takes. To make it happen, I know uh, my you know my great grandfather was uh, he was a huckster in Philly. Uh, gra- you know had a truck, got the vegetables and the fruit uh, from from Jersey, brought it into Philly to the market for people to buy, and that's how he made his uh, his living. So don't be afraid uh, to to jump in and find your niche, find the hole that you can help fill uh, with what you have inside of you. And in that case, you know, the passion and the opportunity are married uh, and able to make money. And that that's always that's always best, but it, it doesn't always work out that way. So sometimes you got to you got to find uh, you got to find the, uh, the the thing that's going to make the money in the short term. 
Now, uh, Muhammad says, do you get copyright strike for commenting on Shark Tank? I have zero copyright strikes, uh, Muhammad and anybody else asking. I uh, make sure that I'm the way I am producing these video, these uh, Shark Tank reaction videos. I am going out of my way to make sure that I am not getting uh, not strikes, but claims uh, as well as strikes uh, and is covered under fair use. Um, so it's something that I, I've been you know, working at for like getting close to a year. In November, it will be in a year that I've been working uh, on putting all of these together. We're actually getting ready to do Shark Tank Season 13. So Friday night uh, here on the East Coast, I should have all four episodes reacted to uh, not long after, like within within two hours or so of them going live on uh on the air so i'm looking forward to that i hope you're looking forward to that and uh yeah i appreciate you all watching it is always uh, a great time having you here and enjoying the entrepreneurs if you have a question if you have uh, a comment if you have a suggestion for the entrepreneurs please feel free to drop it uh in my inbox joe at superjoepardo.com uh, you can also just go to superjoeparter.com, hit the contact button, and drop in uh, your 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 comment or comment below. Or there's plenty of ways to get in touch with me: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, you name it. It's at superjoeparter. So I look forward to hearing from you. I hope you have an amazing day, and I'll see you in the next video. Take care.